0: Hello again, everybody. This is Anthony Harris. I'm your host for my podcast of um, Looking Back, Moving Forward. I am hoping that everything is going well in your life uh, this weekend. Um, I'm doing quite well. Had a little bout with COVID, but I am back in the saddle again. And I have a, a renewed uh, respect for wearing a mask uh, my wife and I both uh, ended up getting it, and and I think we have become a little uh, lax and lackadaisical about uh, mask wearing, but uh, please know that this new variant, I think it's called BA5, which is quite transmissible, and let's not be so cavalier about uh, the virus, because it is still out there. It can affect people in so many tragic ways. People are still, particularly those who uh, who have immune deficiencies, and let's not... If, if you are you suspect that you have, have a, uh, uh, the virus, you get tested and whatever the doctor says you should do to to deal with that, please do that. But it's important to get tested, to know whether you know, the presence of the virus is in your system because if you are um, infected, you can certainly be infectious. And you know the, the CDC has given us some guidelines on how to, mitigate some of the um, the issues surrounding the coronavirus and that, you know, wear your mask and wash your hands, uh, keep a proper distance between yourself and other people. And for those who have not been vaccinated, uh, the clear message there is that uh, it's important that you get vaccinated and get the boosters as well. Uh, in my case, because I was vaccinated and had both booster shots, my symptoms were rather mild and uh, a few days i took some medication that the doctor prescribed and um, and i got through it i think had i not been vaccinated i i just shudder to think about what those symptoms could have been like so i just wanted to, to encourage people to number one uh, get the vaccine number two get tested and depending on your the results of your test whether it's negative or positive it's a if it's a positive result uh, take some action because there are still people walking around who who, are, who have tested positive and they're still um, playing it off like it's, it's some kind of minor cold or something that they, they don't have to uh, wear the mask or, or keep a safe distance between other people because you don't know who you are infecting. Somebody might have an immune deficiency. Somebody in your family may have an immune deficiency. So let's not take this as um, like the pandemic is over. It is not over; it is still out there. So um, I- I'll get off my soapbox on that. But some other things I want to talk about today. Um, some is good news. Some of this is good news. Some of it is um, uh, sad news. Uh, and I just like to start with Brianna Taylor. Uh, if you've been watching the news lately, you know Brianna Taylor was um, a young African American woman living in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, she and her boyfriend were in her apartment, and the police came in with a no-knock warrant and just started you know just breaking into the house and her and her um Brianna Taylor's boyfriend thought somebody was breaking in to, to harm him so he pulled out his gun and when he pulled out his gun the police uh killed Brianna Taylor and of course um, the grand jury refused to indict those officers but uh 2 years later uh the federal government has uh, charged them with civil rights violations. And I think that's a good thing. That is, um, you know, whatever charges, uh, if they get convicted, it's not like they, they were convicted of murder in um, in state court. I mean, this is basically violation of Breonna Taylor's civil rights. And, and of course, there's precedence in history in our country for that, uh, particularly during the civil rights movement. Many times state... Uh, uh, Governments, um, district attorneys, and, and judges and so forth refused to file charges against uh, members of the Ku Klux Klan and, and other white supremacy organizations when they went out and, and murdered black people. You know, they would select a jury, all white jury, and no white jury, no self respecting all white jury in Mississippi was ever going to convict a white Klansman of killing a black person. So many times those. Those cases were either—the um, the, the people who were suspected of killing this uh, these black people were either not indicted, not arrested, or if they did go to trial, it was sort of like a kangaroo court. They knew they were not going to be convicted. But um, I, I think about the civil rights workers who were killed in Philadelphia, Mississippi in, in 1964. Uh, three years after they were killed, in 1967, the federal government filed charges against some of those people who were responsible for the deaths of uh, Sherman Goodman and Cheney. So uh, uh, we just have to celebrate uh, this this news about what uh, Merrick Garland and the U.S. Justice Department are doing to try to bring some justice to a situation where an injustice uh, prevailed. And, And it all has to do with race. I'm convinced of that. Uh, they, and you see this so many times where, you know, some of these individuals have such, they have such disdain for, for black people. And, and they, it's almost though they, they have in their minds reduced the humanity of some of these individuals, and, uh, and black individuals, and, and they have no more respect for them as a human being as they would for Uh, an animal or something and and they have that much hatred because how do you how do you go into a church and and just start shooting people like they did up at in um, uh, where that guy went in and uh, dylan roof i think was his name went into that church and just just murdered and slaughtered these people and you know it's just and, and then the police take him off to get a get a hamburger before they take him to jail you know, that kind of stuff is, is, is maddening, it's, it's frustrating, but it's not new, and it's, it's not going to stop. And hopefully the federal government, as they step in, they can, as I say, bring about some, um, some closure for these families and give them a sense of justice and send a, a message of deterrence to, to these other people out there that if you violate the civil rights of, of somebody, even though the state courts may refuse to prosecute you or they, they don't win their, their case, uh, you, you still have to prove yourself in, in federal court. Another um, bit of news uh, that was in the news recently is Alex Jones. And for those who don't know who Alex Jones is, he is the founder and the host of something called InfoWars. Yes, InfoWars. It's a conspiracy theory um, podcast that uh, Alex Jones has been doing for a number of years. Uh, he's a right-wing supporter of Donald Trump and, and that whole um, you know that, that ecosystem of, of conservatives and uh, white supremacists and all of those people who are out there in the Trump um, orbit you know, he back when I think it was like 10 years ago when those children were murdered up in Sandy Hook and Alex Jones he just he just berated the families and, and said those children were not uh, murdered and that they they were all crisis actors and and you had his audience Alex Jones's audience believe this nonsense and some of them actually felt that it was it was the uh, they had an obligation to go out and threatened the lives of these parents and these these loved ones of these children who had been murdered up at this elementary school. And, and the parents uh, of these children, of course, they, they sued InfoWars for uh, promoting this nonsense, which was endangering the lives of, of these uh, parents and some of these family members. So at any rate, uh, in Austin, Texas, there was a, a trial uh, Of course, Alex Jones had already been uh, found guilty of this in in his lawsuit. Not found guilty, but he he had a a case, had the uh, ruling go against him. But in the case the other day that everybody remembers is they had to assess how much damage, how much money uh, the family was going to receive. And $4 million was the initial judgment, and that was for damages, and then they came back for, for punitive damages, and uh, the jury came back with something like 40 some odd million dollars. So Alex Jones is on the, uh, has, has to pay uh, these, this particular couple who brought this lawsuit against him. And of course, on the stand, he said, oh, I do believe these children were murdered. I do believe they were massacred. Well, we know why he did that. He was, he was thinking he was going to um, influence some of the jurors and thinking that he had a, a bit of humanity in him when we know in fact he has none and the the jury came back and they just didn't buy his nonsense and what's quite interesting is that um, alex jones lawyer really messed up i mean if you follow the case um, alex jones lawyer accidentally sent um, the, the the plaintiff's lawyer two years worth of text messages from alex jones's telephone and of course Alex Jones on the oath said he didn't know about certain things and he he had no recollection of this and he never said this and he never said that and and when they looked at the text messages they yeah you did say that you did remember that so he is now uh, possibly going to be charged with with perjury in addition to the um, the award that he has to come up with for this family and, of course, uh, trying to preempt all of that, he has, his company has filed for bankruptcy. He's claiming to be uh, a pauper, uh, be poor. He can't afford it. But uh, I think the experts will dig down, mine down into his uh, resources and find out, yeah, the guy does have money. I mean, he, he has a huge following out there, and he probably has millions and millions and millions of dollars there. And because he still has this following. And why do people follow people like Alex Jones? Why do people follow Donald Trump? Why do they listen to uh, Roger Stone? Why do wh- What sane, <laughs> normal human being can listen to Alex Jones and, and the, the nonsense he spouts, the conspiracy theories that are based on nothing but his, his vivid imagination and his hatred for certain groups in this country? and these people say yes i will send money i will buy your product i will support you alex jones what mindset what kind of what's in your heart and your head that would that would say it's okay for this man to speak this way donald trump who would vote for him i mean this guy has shown that he he is a he has no character he has no moral core and, and he just doesn't care about anything but himself. He will throw anybody under the bus if it's going to benefit him. And yet you see these, these politicians, they say, well, if Donald Trump runs again, I, I'll support him. You hear his followers say, oh, Trump did nothing wrong. And, and, and we know in the, the election that happened the other day, all these election deniers w- won the, uh, uh, the Republican uh, primary. And they will be going up against Democrats in the general election in November. And, and most of these people who were election deniers, Trump supported them. And, and mainly Trump was, was trying to relitigate the, the 2020 election. And everybody who uh, won said uh, Donald Trump won by a landslide, that uh, 70-something million votes was more than 80-something million votes. And they think something fraudulent happened. And and there are enough people out there who believe in this nonsense that they will go to the polls and say, yes, Donald Trump was robbed, Donald Trump was cheated. And and as we know, it wasn't the Democrats, it wasn't the, the people who were trying to steal the election were Donald Trump's people. And you've seen from the January 6th committee hearings, the people who were trying to overthrow the government and who were trying to steal the election. Were people from Donald Trump's camp and Donald Trump himself? So these same people still spouting this nonsense that 2020 election was fraudulent, that it was it was stolen from Donald Trump. They are getting elected, and you wonder what is their platform going to be when they run in the general election? Because to win the primary, they have to be as as far to the right and as and have as much sense as I don't know. You, you can't be logical. And, and win the Republican primary. But once you've gotten over that, and, and you've promised these people, you know, if I get elected, I'm going to decertify the, the 2020 election. And, and, and most normal people would know you cannot go back two years later and decertify because there's no evidence that anything happened. But the voters out there who support him, support these people, they don't care that they can't do it. They don't care that you cannot change the results of the 2020 election. That's immaterial to them. The fact that somebody is just saying this nonsense is enough for them to support them. So we're going to keep an eye on on some of these races as they kind of heat up. One that really catches my attention is the one in Georgia where um, Raphael Warnock is running against Herschel Walker. And you just, it makes you stop and think, is this, Herschel Walker, is this the best the Republican Party in Georgia could come up with? I mean, if you just, Herschel Walker, I admired him when he was a football player at University of Georgia. I mean, the guy was an awesome running back. But as a, as a candidate to go into, to win an election and represent the state of Georgia, how can anybody take this guy seriously? The things that comes out, of, the things that come out of his mouth, the the, the nonsense that he spews. One, and I think I may have mentioned it in my last episode, how he talked about the uh, the climate change, and and if you go back and listen to his words, I can't do justice to, it and can't do it verbatim. But basically, uh, Herschel Walker said um, that in China, their good air, their bad air in China, decided it was going to come to America and take over our good air, and our good air decided it would go over to China, and and now that the, the, the bad air has decided to come to the United States, we're going to have to try to clean it up. That's his, that's his understanding of climate change, that somehow the bad air in China decided to come and take over the good air that we have in this country. And, of course, he has gotten on his soapbox about black fathers taking care of their children, acknowledging their fatherhood and paternity and so forth, and and he's very judgmental about that. And, of course, we know he's a hypocrite when it comes to that. He has uh, fathered several children outside of his, his marriage and, in some cases, did not even acknowledge those children or pay child support for them, but yet he's going to stand there and lecture other black men on how they should step up to the plate and, and take care of their children. Yeah. Anybody, I don't care what color you are, if you have a child, you should take care of your child, okay? Doesn't, race has nothing to do with it. But if you're going to make part of your, your platform and part of your uh, whole image of, of how you want to project to the public, that you have, you're on this crusade to be critical of black men who are not stepping up to the plate, and you are doing the exact same thing. Of course, we know, see, he's told some whoppers, too, about being an FBI agent. He, the guy's never been a, an FBI agent. He was valedictorian of his high school class. No, he wasn't. And he, wa- he was in the top of his class at the University of Georgia. No, he wasn't. The guy just just tells so many whoppers. <laughs> you know, huge, huge lies. In, and, and they are unnecessary. That's the thing that gets me. He doesn't have to tell a lie that he was in the FBI. He doesn't have to tell people um, that he... Uh, was valedictorian in high school. Now, he doesn't have to do that. But for some reason, uh, some of these people forget there's something called audio and video recordings. He said all of this stuff years ago, not thinking that it was going to come back in and bite him in the rear end. And that's what's going on now. So um, Senator Warnock, I think, is going to win that election. I just can't fathom uh, Georgians, uh, even Republican Georgians, saying that Herschel Walker represents the best that we can do in in, in the U.S. Senate. Um, I just can't see that. And I don't think it's going to happen. And I I think um, there are going to be some other people to follow on on, on Warnock's uh, coattails. I think in the governor's election, um, uh, we're going to see uh, Stacey Abrams. She's going to come through. I'm, I'm confident of that against Kemp. And I don't live in Georgia. I used to live in Georgia. But if I were there, I was certainly, those were the two people I would be supporting, Stacey Abrams and, and Raphael Warnock. Um, the other thing, and I th- just an extension of something I'd said previously, how Donald Trump seems to have this, um, almost this death grip on on the GOP. And they can't seem to get out of their way. They can't seem, the GOP, I mean, they can't seem to, loosen that death grip that he has on him. And I call it the death grip because eventually he's going to destroy their party. He's going to um, rule over a a group of people who, who are going to lose so much. And they're going to lose elections. They're going to lose at the local level, the, the state and the federal level. I, I'm convinced of that. But, you know, Trump doesn't care about that. Trump cares about Trump. <laughs> Trump wants to... Uh, you know, he's, he's running, he's threatening to run for president again. And, and my theory is the reason he wants to run for president, one of the reasons he was so upset about losing in, in 2020 is that the man does not want to go to jail. And he knows the Justice Department has this, this silly rule that uh, a sitting president cannot be indicted, cannot be tried for, um, uh, for crimes they may have committed while in office. So, I, I think he wants to get back in the White House uh, to avoid the inevitable. He wants to delay the inevitable. That charges are coming either from Georgia or from New York. Some places that they're going to nail the guy. And and the January 6th Commission has been, uh, committee rather, they have been collecting testimony and sharing that with the Justice Department. Uh, uh, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, has been. Uh, bringing in Sopaloni uh, and some of these other White House advisors and so forth. So I think they are targeting uh, Trump. And I hope, I hope that there, there comes some, some indictments. But my guess is that they'll probably um, take some, they'll probably get some lower hanging fruit, which I hope they don't do. They'll get people like Eastman and uh, maybe Mark Meadows but they'll try to, and some of these people will just, they'll, they'll probably say, Yeah, I'll take it, I'll fall on the swords with Donald Trump. Um, and that's how cults work. But I would love to see either the U.S. Justice Department or the, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, I, I would hope that they convene um, grand juries that will bring about indictments against Donald Trump and all of these people who have been promoting this and fomenting insurrection, who have been lying, who have been trying to cheat. You know, when you, as as sitting president, you call the um, the Georgia um, Rappensberger and Secretary of State, and you say, I just need 11,800-something votes. Just find me 11,000. I mean, if that's not a shakedown, okay, that is, to me, you should go to jail for that because you are trying to corrupt, you are using corrupt intentions and corrupt methods to try to steal an election. And again, that's the irony of of this whole thing, where he is trying to steal the election, but he has these these people out here saying, stop the steal, stop the steal. Well, the people who were trying to steal was people who supported Donald Trump. Uh, Some more good news. Uh, Today, I think the the U.S. Congress, uh, Senate, passed what's called the Inflation Reduction Act, it had been um, in limbo, had been gone dormant for a while until Joe Manchin and uh, Kristen Sinema uh, signed on to it. It's going to be momentous. It passed 51 to 50. Every single Republican voted against it. The Democrats held 50, and Kamala Harris, of course, as Vice President and uh, President of the Senate, cast the, the tie vote to send it on over to the House of Representatives where I'm sure it's going to pass. And what does it do? I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. And it um, it addresses climate change. It addresses some, uh, providing incentives for people to uh, step away from these fossil fuels uh, to, to to purchase and get tax credits for electric vehicles, which is one of the things that I that's on the top of my agenda is to get an electric vehicle. And, you know... And allows the government to uh, negotiate prescription drug prices. And, and this is something the Democrats have been wanting for a long, long time. But for some reason, Republicans don't want to do it, even though it will be a benefit to constituents who, who vote Republican. But those constituents continue to vote Republican, even though Republicans don't have their best interests at heart. And that's a good example of it. And you know, it, it would also extend some of the benefits of the uh, Affordable Care Act or some people call it Obamacare uh, it will extend those benefits because um, you know people need insurance and 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 there are people who at certain income levels find it very difficult to afford those premiums and so what um, ACA does is, is is supplement and help people afford insurance and now that's being extended for another three years so I salute um, Chuck Schumer and the the leaders of the, of the Democrats in the U.S Senate, they came through. Joe Manchin came through. I mean they had to do some backroom deals, I'm sure, to get him on board to get Kristen Cinema on board. But I think we should never have to deal with this again. I don't think we should it should ever come down to where one or two Democrats can veto the agenda of a Democratic president. Um, Joe Manchin should not have that much sway over the party. Or the Senate and neither should uh, Kristen cinema, and that's why we have to elect more Democrats to the Senate so that uh, it's not dependent on one or two people there's a wide enough margin there of victory that if Joe Manchin decides he wants to be a Republican let him be a Republican and but you still have your agenda you still have the support of the majority of the party so those are some things that have been I've been thinking about here lately we just have to uh, be aware that there are some forces out there. Man, I, and I don't want to be melodramatic about it. But as I said last time, you know, when the Republicans are running for in the general election, they're going to talk about how terrible this economy is. And it's not. Just the other day, the economy, uh, 528,000 jobs, new jobs were created in this country, bringing unemployment down to 3.5%. That's good. I mean, that is fantastic. But yet, the Republicans will tell you the economy is in a shamble. The economy is devastating. It is, is going in the wrong direction. And you have all these people working out here, making money, and they say that the, the economy is bad. And of course, inflation is there. And gas prices keep going up and down and inflation rates keep going up and down. But as I said before, when you look at, when you decide who you're going to vote for, and and you look at something like Okay, I can't vote for this person because the inflation rate is high. Or the gas prices are going up. I can't vote for that person because of that. But understand that that's those numbers go up and down, they fluctuate. They are not fixed um, rates. They're going to again, they're gonna be some highs and lows and something in between. But my point is that if that's why you are voting, no, because of the current inflation rate the current gas price. But I want I want to encourage you to look at the other side of the ledger where you have a party, a group of people, a former president who wants to run for re-election. And he has his supporters like Josh Hawley and, 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 and Tuberville. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. And these are the people who wanted to overthrow the government. They are the ones who wanted to steal the election. They were the insurrectionists. They were the ones who um, wanted to you know, just turn everything upside down and, and say uh, uh, Donald Trump was won by a landslide. So on the one hand, you have this inflation thing. That's, those numbers are going to go up and down. And then you have a group of people who have put a stain, a permanent stain, if you will, on democracy. That's not going to fluctuate. That's not going to go up and down. Inflation rates, I said, they'll stabilize. They'll go up, they'll go down, and, and, and it's transitory. But when you look at the stain on this democracy, the shame that these people have brought to to our our constitution and our um, in our democracy. I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. are you going to, which is going to influence your vote, the inflation rate, which again is going to go up and down, or a permanent stain on democracy that's not only affecting us but people around the world? They are paying attention to what we're doing and and we just have to uh, use a, hopefully use a little logic. I know there are people who don't care that Donald Trump tried to um, steal the election. They you know, they just don't care that Donald Trump is wrong. They don't care that Donald Trump has no character. They don't care that Donald Trump has no moral core. They don't care about that. They just like this guy because I don't know why they like him, but I guess it's because he's a he, he, he projects himself as this strong man. He wants to be a dictator. He wants to be authoritarian. He wants to put those other people in their place. And then you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Lauren Bopert and Louis Gohmert and Paul Gosar and, and Matt Gaetz who, who just, they buy into the stuff and they continue to promote it. They're out there just telling these people, you know, I, I think you may have, so I heard some of the re- the, the, comment, the the comments from Matt Gates, the the guy from Florida uh, who he was under investigation for um, underage uh, sex trafficking uh, by uh, by the people down in Florida but he he went on um, he was speaking at a conference the other day after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade this guy says some of these people who are pro-choice and upset about the ruling of Roe versus Wade, uh, who would want to impregnate them anyway? They look like a thumb. They're sitting on their couches. They, they're they five feet, two inches tall and and 300-something pounds. Who? 320, 325 pounds. And who will want to even have a date with somebody like that? that? That is so misogynistic. It's so sexist. But that's what comes out of his mouth. And... And fortunately, there was a young woman here in Texas who used those words as leverage to get people, because her picture was put there uh, by some right wing group, as some kind of poster child for somebody who was uh, represented this uh, these people that Gage said nobody would want to have a date with. and she she turned the tide on this guy and 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 was able to collect donations from all over the country for the purpose of helping women. Get an abortion, and of course we can't. We can't forget what happened in Kansas the other day. That was a. Wow, nobody saw that one coming. I don't think Kansas is a deep, deep red state conservative. I mean, you can't. You probably can't, other than Mississippi or some of these former Confederate states. You're probably not going to find a more conservative state in this country, other than uh, as you would find there in Kansas. And, and their voters, by a wide margin, sixty percent to forty percent, said they wanted to keep the Constitution uh, intact that allow constitutionally allow women to have an abortion. And the conservatives and the the anti-choice people, they just they got they got their heads handed to them on this on this thing. And and they and, and that that quote I'm using air quotes pro-life people and they're really not pro-life they're pro-birth. Um, you know, they are—they—they—they're dumbfounded. They don't know what to think because that's something that they didn't see coming. They thought that would be an easy win for their side—that the Constitution was going to change—and—and and they just—they got it handed to them. Now, in Indiana, they went the opposite way. It wasn't the voters, but it was the Indiana legislature which has banned all abortions uh, in that state. And—and and I think. If you look at some of the polls that are coming out, I, I think women, conservative women, um, Republican women, uh, suburban women, I think they're beginning to, to get a glimpse of what a Republican-dominated Congress... We, we, they see what, what happens when you have a Republican-dominated Supreme Court. You can see some of the outlandish things that they've done. But if you had a Republican-dominated House and Senate and White House... With, this, with the mindset and the state of mind that these people are in, where they don't care about democracy. They don't care about a woman's right to control her reproductive freedom. They don't care about any of those things. They want to roll back um, the rights of, in the Obergefell case, uh, the right of two people of the same sex, same gender, getting married. They want to do away with that. And, 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 and poor Clarence Thomas, I, I think he really wants to go back and review... Uh, the Loving case in 1967, that uh, the Supreme Court said you cannot uh, outlaw uh, and make illegal uh, an interracial marriage. I think Clarence would like to go back and, and change that as well. But anyway, Clarence Thomas is a, That's a. That's a topic for another time. I think that's all I want to share with you today. I'm. I'm just. Um, I'm glad to be back into a routine again, where I can share my thoughts. You may agree, you may disagree with them. They're my thoughts. They're my opinions. I try to base my opinions on, on things that are factual. If at some point you, you disagree with me, you want to even suggest a topic that I talk about, then just let me know. And um, we will say that. My, my email address is aharris007 at yahoo.com. Drop me a, an email. And I'll have this posted on Facebook as well, so if you want to respond on Facebook, you can do that too. Okay, that's it for today. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.